Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. And now, from beyond our dimension, this is the Jeff Mara Podcast. Here's Jeff. Today's guest is Brittany Workman. In 2019, Brittany had a near-death experience, and during that experience, she visited three levels of heaven. And today, we're going to learn about it. Brittany, thank you so much for joining us, and welcome. Thanks for having me. Well, thank you. All right. Well, if you don't mind, can we start on the day that near-death experience happened? Sure. Um, it was December 19th, or December 7th, 2019, and I was at home. And I, um, for whatever reason, I still have not put it together, but I decided that I wanted to commit suicide. Um, so I drank two vials of, uh, anesthetic liquid that I had. And that's what made the near death experience happen. Um, I drank the two vials and I was home alone. I went from my couch to my bedroom because I decided I wanted to be in the bed and that's where I collapsed on the floor and when I collapsed on the floor I closed my eyes here and opened them in a different place it looked much like the place that I left but it was very um bright and I want to say clean, if that makes any sense. Um, it just seemed different and it was my bedroom. But when I turned around, my bedroom went away and it was a field and it was much like a field that you would see on earth. But again, it was very bright. It was very colorful. Um, there was a tree, there wasn't very many flowers or anything. Um, and I heard this voice. I don't know if it was, you know, just that I heard it through my ears or if it was telepathy kind of a thing, but I heard this voice and it said that this was level one and it went very quickly. I blinked and then opened my eyes and then it said, here's level two and level two was a big house. I would call it. Um, huge walls. It was very bright again. Um, this time there was a lot of, I would say gold color. Um, but this is where I, I saw my family and what was weird about this level was I saw my mom and I saw my dog bear, but they hadn't, they, they weren't dead. They weren't deceased. They were on earth. So I begin to think, okay, well, this has to be a dream or something. This doesn't make sense, but I'm just going to roll with it anyway. So I saw my mom, my dog, and then I saw my grandparents there and then tons of other people. It was a very long table and I'm not sure if they had eaten or if they were getting ready to eat, but they were all at this table. And that's when the voice came 
and said, you know, this is level two. This is where your family is. Um, you're needed on level three, but your family can't go with you. So you have to decide. And I thought it was very weird that I could make that decision very quickly, but I decided, okay, let's go to level three. I thought it was weird that I could make that decision because my grandma was very close to me and I hadn't seen her since she passed in 2009. So for me to instantly just be able to go, okay, I'm ready, let's go. I thought was just weird to me, but I went ahead and, you know, quickly said my goodbyes. And then I just blinked and was there at level three. Level three was what I would call, you know, your, what would look like heaven. Um, it was your, your gate, your, uh, fence. It had a ton of flowers, very, very bright, um, colors that I've never seen before in my life. Um, and that is where I, the voice said, you're needed here at level three, but you need to go back and finish what you started first. And that's where I fell back down through the levels back into my body. And I woke up and called 911. And I don't remember much of the ambulance ride. I don't remember the cop coming in and yelling, you know, are your dog safe? You know, what happened? I don't remember much of any of that. But I remember like everything like it happened yesterday of my experience. And not two weeks later, my mom passed very suddenly and unexpectedly. She wasn't sick. Um, she had no illness or anything. She just passed very suddenly in her sleep. Um, and then not two months later, my dog passed. So the two people that I saw in heaven were the two people that ended up passing just very shortly afterwards. Thank you for sharing your experience. Yeah. So when you closed your eyes and then it's like you immediately opened your eyes into your room and then you were able to turn around to see the field. Was it like instantaneously, do you think? Or was there any time difference between the closing and reopening your eyes? It felt pretty instantaneous. Um, I would say that there probably was no time, but I have no idea. I mean, I have no idea how much time there was in there. But it felt so instantaneous. And as soon as I turned around and saw the field, I mean, like, I couldn't turn back around and, and see my room. It like it had like disappeared. It was gone. At that point, did you realize that you were dead? Yes. Until level two, when I saw my mom. And then I thought, well, maybe this could be a dream mm -hmm. because it doesn't make sense. She's alive. But then when I got to level three. Then I thought, okay, well, they want me on, you know, because I was asked to go there. So I'm like, okay, well, no, I'm I'm deceased. This is it. But then when they sent me back, I knew that it wasn't a dream. So it kind of messed with me a little bit with my mom in there. But I would say, yeah. After your mom passed, obviously it was very traumatic for you. But did you start rethinking your experience and, and trying to figure it all out? And if so, what were you thinking? I would say I started trying to figure it out right away. Um, I felt like because it said I needed to finish what I started, there was a message there. So I immediately, I mean, as soon as I got out of the hospital, started looking up 
stuff about, cause I had never heard of levels of heaven before or anything like that. So I started doing research on stuff before that, after my mom passed, that's when I really started to put things together. Um, I started to notice um, that maybe it was all meant to be. Um, I realized that that day didn't make sense to me. I wasn't really sure why I attempted. I had always struggled with suicidal ideation, suicidal thoughts ever since I was 11 years old due to um, some child abuse in my past, but I had never tried before. So for me to just out of the blue try, I thought was very weird for me. So I really started thinking, why, why that day? And I really feel like it is connected and that I did have that experience so I could be prepared for my mom passing because all of my life, I told myself that, well, my mom always said that she couldn't bury us. She couldn't deal with us going before her. So I, that was one of the reasons I had never attempted before was because I knew I couldn't do that to my mom. But as soon as my mom passed, it was fair game. So I really started thinking, well, maybe that happened so that I was prepared for her. My cat, I am so sorry. It's okay. <laughs> but I thought for sure it was because of my mom and that I knew I would not be able to handle her passing without having that knowing where she was and knowing that she was safe. And I honestly woke up completely different from that experience. I mean, the instant I woke up and I mean, was coherent enough in the emergency room. I remember telling my husband, I don't want to die anymore. Mm. And that, was the first time since I was 11, I could say that. Mm. And that made me think, okay, I, I think that's all happened for that reason. And I really think that my purpose um, is to help others. I started doing a nonprofit before I tried my suicide attempt. And I really feel like that is what they were talking about when I needed to go back and finish what I started. So, um, after my mom passed, I used some of her inheritance money and I got that nonprofit, um, started and that's now what I do in her honor. So I really feel like it all happened for a reason. Um, I had no idea that my mom, I mean, everybody thinks, well, there was there had to be an idea that your mom passed you know there 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 had to be a, a thought in your mind cuz to make that up in you know in your dream or whatever and i spent cuz it was the day it was christmas night into christmas morning when she passed um i spent christmas day with her 
and it was completely normal. There was not any, I mean, I've played that day over and over and there's not one thing I can think of that would have been a, a hint that that was my last day with her. So I really, for those people that, that think that that had to have been a thing I'm here saying now, I've replayed it over and over. I can't, I can't come up with it. Do you think that your experience helped you handle your mother's passing? And if it didn't happen, it would have been much worse for you. Definitely. I don't know. I don't know how I would have handled it without it. I would have liked to think that I would have been okay and that I would have figured it out somehow. I I did for my grandma, but my mom was my everything. I mean, she was pretty much my only parent growing up. So I don't know. I don't know. I struggle with that. I, I think I really would have, I really would have struggled. And now, I mean, when she passed, there wasn't a time that I didn't feel like she was still here. And I wonder if I didn't have that near death experience, if I would have that connection feeling. Now, after your dog died, was that like total confirmation of your experience? I knew, I knew that he was leaving my arms and jumping into my mom's arms. Mm -hmm. I knew, I knew then that what I had saw was, was real and that they were on that level two, whatever that, whatever that is in that house. And they were with other family that I had never even met before some of them. And they were with my grandma and grandpa and, and they were different ages too, which was interesting. Um, bear, my dog passed here at the age of 10, but I would say on level two, he was probably around the age of five. And my mom passed it 55. And I would guess that she was probably in her early, early 40s, late 30s, maybe. And then what was I found interesting, I really got thinking about it. My grandma and grandpa looked like they were probably probably in their early 40s or late 40s, early 50s. But I had never known them on earth at that age. I think I was born when my, when I figured it out, I'm pretty sure my grandma and grandpa were 55 and 58. So I had never known them when they were that young. Mm. So I found that was really interesting. What about the people that you didn't know? Did you like see these people during your experience and then maybe later go and look them up and say, Oh, there was that person that was over there. A little bit. Um, I'm pretty sure my uncle was there. I'm pretty sure my aunt Judy was there. Um, I think my grandma, uh, my mom's mom was there and she passed when my mom was eight. So I had never met her, of course. Um, I'm pretty sure she was there. But with the age differences, a lot of them, it, it, it was hard. And then on top of that, um, I was very focused on my mom, my dog and my grandma. So I know that they they were there and I know, you know, the faces looked 
somewhat familiar. I know that they were in my um, family, you know, just by looks, so to say. Um, but a lot of them, I, I couldn't, I couldn't begin to try to ID. Um, I didn't, you know, look that hard at a lot of them. Um, but yeah, I think I have ID'd maybe a couple of them. While you were over there, did you feel anything like unconditional love or anything like that? Oh, definitely. I mean, the most I felt was connectivity. There was just this connection. And it's so hard to explain to anyone that hasn't had one. But it's you just feel connected to everyone and everything. And just this abundant amount of love. And there there just is no negative feeling at all. Um, and it's just hard to believe, hard to fathom that. But there's just no sorrow. Um, I, you know, didn't think of any negative thing that I didn't complete back on earth. I, I couldn't even... I couldn't even bring that to my thought. Just all that is just wiped away. Mm. And all that's left is just love, light. When you got back, were you like homesick or wishing that you could go back there? Not at first. Um, It took after my mom passing um, for me to kind of feel that way. Probably more so. Um, I would say around the year anniversary I probably felt that the most. Um, and then after that, may, there's just a couple of, you know, days that I'll have that feeling. Um, but it took a little bit for me to have that feeling. But there's definitely that feeling there at sometimes. Since you've been back, do you have any abilities that you haven't had before the experience? It's interesting that you ask that. Um, I would say... I don't know if you could call it premonition because it's not very accurate or in the future, but um, I get these like senses that something's going to happen. um, And then it just happens, but it's very in the moment. I haven't been able to like say, Oh, it's happening in five minutes. It's like right when it, before it happens. So there's nothing I can do to, you know, um, like an example is, um, my cousin was over at my house and she went to go leave. And I'm like, uh, just drive safe. I have a, I have a weird feeling. And within three minutes of leaving my house, she was like, Oh my gosh, I was almost in this car accident. So it's very in the moment feeling, but I have had things like that happen. I would say my mom has helped me more than anything. In what way? Um, well, for instance, um, there was a incident with my husband, um, a domestic violence incident, and he took my phone and I wasn't able to call for help. But the night before, I was looking at pictures because I was missing my dog, Bear. And I was looking at my mom's phone and right before bed, I went to go put the phones up and something inside of me said, don't put that phone up. Just leave it laying there. You're going to want it tomorrow. 
which didn't make sense to me because I don't look at my mom's phone every day or anything like that. So I just went off with my day or, you know, went to bed. And then when he took my phone and went upstairs, I just happened to look over that next day and there was my mom's phone. So my mom's phone um, allowed me to call. So my mom ended up saving me that day. And had I not listened to that voice telling me to leave that phone that night, the night before, I wouldn't have had that phone there. Um, so little things like that. Um, she does it to me all the time. I'm glad you mentioned that. The voice that you heard that night, was it hearing her voice or was it your voice like talking to yourself? I think it was my voice talking to myself, but I had this mom feel like I just, when it happened, I had a mom thought, um, I don't know if you've had a loved one pass away and you get signs from them. Um, but when you get a sign from a loved one, you usually get this sense, you get this thought of them. So it was kind of like that kind of a feeling where it was my voice saying it, but I immediately had this thought of her. So I feel like it was her telling me, but it was my voice saying it. During your experience, do you have any idea who the voice was that was telling you about the levels and Dakota certain levels? I have no idea. Um, I want to say it was a, a, a girl voice, but I mean, that's what it sounded like. But I, I can't identify for sure if that's what it was. Um, on level three, I did see, um, I want to say, a spirit or... It was, it was a figure, but it was so bright. I couldn't make out any shape to it, really. It was just a, a bright light. Mm-hmm. Um, and that was whoever was talking to me. Mm-hmm. Um, I have no idea who it was or what it was. Um, in my mind, I call it an angel, but I use that in a really loose term because it's not, I don't use it in the religious sense, really more of the spiritual sense, I guess, if that makes any sense. Yeah. How have your family and friends reacted to your near-death experience? So I really wish I would have told my mom about my attempt and my um, seeing her. I don't know if that would have changed anything. It probably wouldn't have. Um, But I, I often question that because if I had told her that night when she went to bed, if she had any ill feelings or, you know, if her heart felt weird or something, maybe she would have gone in. But then I think, well, no, she's my mom. She wouldn't have gone in. So um, I like to think that that wouldn't have mattered. But after my mom passed, I ended up coming clean to my family. I told my dad, my sister, my um, brother-in-law, my other brother, um, And I let them know, you know, hey, this happened. But I did see mom and I did tell them, A, because I felt like I probably needed the extra support since mom had passed and I had just had that attempt. Um, And then two, because I wanted them to know that I knew where mom was. And if they were interested in hearing that, then they could have that sense of of feeling too. Um, None of my family really... 
I don't know if I want to use the word cared or maybe believed me, or maybe it was just the wrong time to drop that ball. Um, but they have not really been very supportive or paid any attention to any of it. Um, my friends, however, have been very supportive. Um, they always watch any of the podcasts that I do or any of the stories that I put out and, um, they're very supportive. And, um, a few of my friends I've met through grief support. Uh, I met my two-year-old niece was murdered. Um, so I've met a lot of moms who have lost daughters and sons. And, um, they tell me that my story really helps them, um, know that they're going to see their loved ones. So, uh, it has really helped our friendship. When you told your family about it, did you tell them that you saw your dog over there? And if so, once your dog passed, you know, it's kind of like you gave them the future. Did that change anything within them? I did tell them that, um, it was mom and bear. Um, and then when bear passed, I, uh, I did mention it to my sister. I don't talk to my dad a whole lot, so I don't think I, t- I talked to my dad about it at all. Um, and I think my sister kind of breezed through, through it saying something about, Oh yeah, he's up there with mom or, you know, gave some kind of generic thing, but she, our friendship and our relationship kind of has declined since mom passed, unfortunately. Mm -hmm. So, um, I don't really know what she thinks about it, but, um, definitely my friends and my husband for sure. Um, at the time he, I think he, he was very, um, atheist before all of this. Um, and then when I told him about the story and what I had seen in the emergency room, he was the first and only one I told. And then after mom passed, he kind of was like, Oh, that's interesting. Hmm. And then after bear passed, um, he had a hard time poking holes in it. So, um, he talks more about believing it a little bit more today than he ever has. What do you think inspires you about your experience? Honestly, I think it's that I saw my mom and my dog and those two were my rocks, my everything. And that I was told that I needed to go back and finish what I started. And what I am doing for my nonprofit, we find missing people and remains Um, so I feel like that is a very, um, needed thing in the community. So that is a huge drive for me. And then also if I didn't have this sense of knowing where my mom and my dog was, I don't know what I would be like today. I don't know if I would be able to handle everything. So I feel like it's my almost job to tell others, Hey, my mom passed, my dog passed, but I did see them. Um, and I saw them before they passed and to let people know that, you know, you will see your, your family again and you will see your pets again. I think that's a big one because a lot of people ask about pets Mm -hmm. and, um, I, I can, I can let them know that I've, I've seen that and, and give them maybe, what they need to keep fighting and moving on throughout their day. 
Do you have any negative after effects from your experience? I used to take things very seriously. I used to be very OCD. I used to be very, um, had to have plans, had to get through the plans, very organized. And now I'm not at all. Um, because I know that none of that matters. And I know that, you know, if you get a divorce, that stays here. If you, you know, end up getting a speeding ticket or whatever happens in this life, it ends here. And you don't take that crap with you to the next world. And I think that's maybe where my, the most negative comes from is maybe I'm, I'm too lax nowadays. Hmm. Um, but I don't know, maybe that's not too negative. I don't see that as a bad thing. All right. Well, do you have anything that you want to promote like your nonprofit or do you have anything else? Just that if you know anyone missing or if you have a missing person and you want any help, um, I have a nonprofit justice takes flight. Um, we help find missing persons and you can look us up, but otherwise, no. All right. How do people find your nonprofit? Um, we are on Facebook um, at Justice Takes Flight. Um, we don't have a website yet. We're pretty new, um, but we've been doing it since 2018. We just got the nonprofit status in 2020, though. So um, we're just getting started on on all of the websites and everything. After watching this podcast, people may want to reach out and contact you. Are you open to that? And if so, how would they do that? Sure, I'm open to that. Um, they can reach out to me. Um, I'm always on Facebook due to my nonprofit. Um, my name on Facebook is Brittany Workman. Um, or you can email me. Um, it's BrittBug1226 at gmail.com. And that's B R I T B U G one two two six at wow. Gmail. Before your NDE, were you religious at all? And afterwards, has that changed? So I grew up, my mom had us go to church um, and uh, Bible study and stuff when we were really little, but we stopped doing that probably around, I don't know, I was six or seven. Um, and from then on, we just kind of, you know, if she said if we had issues or if we needed anything, we could pray about it. But beyond that, you know, that was pretty much it. It wasn't, I've never read the Bible. Um, I've never really, um, gotten into religion a whole lot. Um, and then in college I took a, uh, it was like a sociology class, but it dealt with religions of different kinds. And that's where I started studying different religions. And I really got into Buddhism. Um, so I kind of labeled myself that for a while. Um, but after my near-death experience, I don't know what to label myself. Um, I guess just spiritual. Um, I know that there's something that is above us. Um, but I think every religion is right. And every religion is wrong. Um, if you've ever played that game, um, 
I think it's just called telephone in school where you sat in like a line and the first person started with a word. And by the time it got down the down the line, it was a total different word or sentence. I think that's what happened with religion. I think something happened, but every religion kind of took it and ran with it. And every religion has some correct parts, but every religion has incorrect parts. Um, in talking with different near-death experience people, um, I've heard of other people who have seen levels. Um, so that has made me feel kind of reassured. Um, and then also I had somebody post once to me, um, I guess they reference levels in the Bible. Um, so I, I didn't know that. So I thought that was interesting. Um, but one lady said that she saw nine levels. So I really think that we just have no idea what's next. And I think we're all going to be pleasantly surprised. Um, I don't think it's going to be what anybody really pictures it. Um, I think this is just the, the bottom level of it. And we have a lot of fun levels that we get to go through. All right, Brittany. Well, before we finish up, do you have one last positive message that you can share with everyone? I do want to say that if if you are struggling with suicide, if you are if you're struggling with thoughts of that at all, by no means, you know, is this a, a thing saying you should you should try it to see if you have a near death experience or anything. Take my word for it, um, and and just try to remember that whatever happens in your life. It's not what happens to you. It's how you react to it. Um, just try to remember to be positive. Try to help each other. Um, we're all struggling. Let's all just try to get through this life together. But we all need to be here for a reason. You have a reason to be here. Um, don't Don't go out early because because of what's going on right now, because all of this is very, um, this is almost a dream. It's, it doesn't matter. We wake up when we die. We have it backwards. Yeah. I'm glad you mentioned that. And that's a great question. Do you feel like it was more real over there than it is here? Very much so. I mean, I was just talking to somebody the other day about how everything on this, just everything in earth is, is, is fake everything um it's it's just a testing ground for us to build ourselves up to test us and to get us to where we need to be for the next levels for the next you know when we wake up and start doing what we're supposed to be doing yeah that's so interesting you say fake i think i've heard of another guest say it's a joke over here so that's a thing that it's, I think, hard for us to contemplate is this world being fake and that world being real. It very much is. But as soon as you experience it, I mean, it just clicks. And like I said, until you have it, until you experience it, you don't understand. But everybody is connected. We're, I'm connected to you. We're, we're connected to everything, everyone. And it just doesn't make sense. But that's we are i don't know how to explain it but 
Do you think that us being isolated here is an illusion? Yes. Very much so. All right, Brittany. Well, thank you so much for being our guest today. I really appreciate you, and I hope your nonprofit becomes massively successful. Thank you. Thanks for having me. All right. You have a wonderful day. You too. Thanks. Bye-bye. Bye. Thanks for watching the Jeff Mara podcast. I really appreciate you. Another way to show support is through YouTube memberships. And if you do, there are loyalty badges and other perks depending on your level of membership. All you need to do is click the join button underneath the video to find out more. Thank you for your support.